Welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle. Welcome to Talk Tennis. This is our first little global episode, and I have playtesters with me from Europe and Australia. It's 2 a.m. in California. I love it. I want to check in with everyone. I want you guys to introduce yourselves to our audience. We haven't had a chance to have you guys from Tennis Only on the podcast yet. So, Peyton, why don't you start us off? Um, all right. Well, I'm down in Perth. Um, um, I'm glad I'm on the Pure Drive one because I've used the Pure Drive for the last 15 years, I reckon, since nice. 2004. Um, used every every model since then. So, um, yeah, I'm glad I'm on this one. Cool. And what what do you do at Tennis Only? What's your role? <laughs> um, well, I started Tennis Only down here back in 2004. Um, uh, so it started off as a, just a little retail store here in Perth and it, it got a little bit bigger and then we kind of teamed up with Tennis Warehouse six years ago now. Um, and then the online side of it has kind of all taken off since then. So I kind of look after it down here. Nice. He's a busy man. <laughs> Got a lot going on and an amazing player, as I'm sure anyone that's watching or listening has watched our global play test. He can rip the ball. Yeah, I played a bit. I went to, I went to college in Indiana, so I've got a good affiliation with the US. I love it over there. Nice. So I was right, right in the heart of the Midwest. Um, yeah, I loved it. Nice. Jay, what about you? Give us your little intro. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I've been at Tennessee only for about three years now. Um, haven't hit with the pure drive nearly as much as Hayden has, not 15 iterations or 15 years, that's for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess, um, so I'm the, the product buyer here. Um, I just look after, um, I guess all the stock and look, look over all the rackets and the footwear. Um, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I guess I, I've been playing tennis since I was about 12 or 13. So a bit of a, a late bloomer. Um, but yeah, pretty much. I'd say about five to seven years ago, I just really got into into rackets, into string, and then once I started like dabbling in a bit um, into all the technology, it just sort of, I guess, the love for all the different setups and different um, play styles you can you can have with um, different rackets. Yeah, like the love started there. So I've got a, got a job here, and it's been great. Awesome. Kick it over to Europe, Sophie. Why don't you start us off from that side of the world? Sounds good. Well. I've been here for about two and a half years at Tennis Warehouse Europe and doing mainly marketing, uh, mainly in charge of our social media, some web editing, and also playtesting, so a bit of everything here. I've uh, been playing since I was three years old, originally from Hungary, and then played tennis in college in the U.S., so that was fun. Also in Midwest, Chicago. <laughs> so yeah, and then now I'm back in Europe. And I'm brand new to the Pure Drive, I would have to add that, so yeah, especially with that. <laughs> Nice. And that one-handed backhand, we're all still dreaming of hitting backhands like that. <laughs> well, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Julie, I know you've played with the Pure Drive. What, what's your story? Um, I started tennis. I was five years old. I'm from France. Um, started playing with a Pure Drive. I think they gave me a Pure Drive when I was about 14. So I played with it for eight years about. Yeah, about eight years. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, here in Europe, I'm a marketing coordinator. I take care of the playtesting program. 
Um, and um, yeah, I was in the I was in the U.S. with you guys last year in California, and got here this year in January for with Europe. Awesome. And I have a long history with the Pure Drive as well. I have been, I the first hit a Pure Drive in 2001. And ironically, you guys, I'm not even kidding. I had all of these rackets in my house. <laughs> like, yeah. not even. I, did too. I have another Michelle, one. On. I had them in my car. Yes. Okay. <laughs> randomly had them in my car <laughs> I have like every iteration I'm like I'm just gonna pull these out because it's fun um so yeah I would say Hayden and I probably have the longest history with this racket and probably similar to a lot of listeners that have used this racket I, I don't know about you Hayden but I was actually just trying to find a replacement for a racket that um got discontinued and started hanging with the Pure Drive team plus. I know you're also an extended Pure Drive user, I think. And for whatever reason, I think Babylot's always done a great job of making rackets that fit so many different playing styles. And that pure power is hard to deny. So I've been slightly obsessed with the Pure Drive since 2001. <laughs> yeah, well, me too. I was using, actually, weirdly, I was using the complete opposite of the Pure Drive. I was using the, the Prestige Mid. Oh, wow. <laughs> And I used that for about 10 years when I was playing. Um, and then I stopped playing and I had some arm problems and just needed something. You get a little older and a little slower and you need something with a bit more power. And along came the pure drive. And when you're not quite as fit and you're in a long match and you're pushed out wide and you just need the point to be over, <laughs> it's the perfect racket. Because if you swipe at the forehand, it's not coming back. Yeah. So, yeah, I went the kind of the complete opposite. I was using the prestige and then went to the pure drive and, and I, I, I haven't gone back. <laughs> that's good um julie i think coined the term the other day it's a very slappable racket yeah right. which yeah, that's it's not a bad thing like let's not deny no, that <laughs> it's not a bad thing especially when you're rallying uh, with michelle it's just <laughs> it's fun you get caught up in the slapping the ball a lot but it's so forgiving also that even when you're even when i'm i'm on defending i'm just catching myself being like super aggressive and still trying to win a point, like while I'm defending. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I'm like two meters away from the baseline and I'm still like slapping it, but I love it. It's like something that I love to do, but just not, can't do that every day, especially on match day. Yeah. It's, uh, for me, it's like a racket that I play, uh, I play uh, at high risk zones with this racket. So yeah, very slappable, like I said last time. <laughs> Now, if you guys were going to play a tournament tomorrow, what would your racket and string of choice be? We can go in the same order. So Hayden, start us off. Okay, well, I would use the Pure Drive Plus, mm -hmm. four and a half grip size, torn a grip for the last 30 years, and I would string it with blast at 56 pounds. I like it kind of tight. It's been, I've been coming down in tension. It used to be a bit higher, um, but I would still stick, it, still stick it at 56 pounds if I was going to go play a tournament. Okay. Jay, what's your go-to? Um, yeah, I've been hitting with the the new E zones um, a lot lately. Um, so just the E zone ninety eight, um, just and pretty basic, just Poly Tour Pro or Hyper G, um, strung it up with. And um, yeah, I've I found that with this racket, like um, which is different to all the other E zones that I've been hitting with. Like I can go really high mm -hmm. um, tension wise. So. Um, normally, I'd be stringing out like 53 or 54, and I'm now at like 59 to 60. 
um, even with Hyper-G, which is a stiff string. So well, not, not too stiff, but um, on the stiffer side. So um, it's actually been pretty, pretty different, but pretty good. Yeah. And anyone listening, I swear I didn't coach them to say those tension ranges <laughs> because those are right where I like to string my rackets as well. So Jophie, what about you? Well, up until now, I was all a pure track VS player, all about it. Um, oh yeah, we had a we had to transition you out of that old Wilson yeah, racket you are using. I know the theme, <laughs> but that that has a special place in my heart, and forever we have. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. right next to me in the office. Actually, I can't let it go. It's here. But okay. um, anyway, so pure track VS up until now. Uh, RPM blast probably at 24 kilograms. That's like 52, 53 pounds, something like that. So, spoiler alert, that might change. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert. Nice. Yeah. Julie, you've been going back and forth between a couple rackets. What do you? What's your go-to right now? Tournament. Actually, I'm playing tournament uh, in three weeks, and I was like having a debate with myself on what to use. Um, but I think I'm going to go with my Prince O3. Um, Wow. The Beast 98. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to stick with that. And uh, for the string, I was debating between the RPM power, uh, string it up at between 50 and 52, and, uh, or ice code. Okay. Like the fiber ice code. Yeah. Nice. So we'll see what I'm going to use, but debating <laughs> between those two strings. But I'm definitely going to use the Prince, the, the Beast 98. Awesome. Cool. And I've still got that RF 97 in my hands, kind of toying around with some different swing weights right now. But um, my go-to string is Hyper G also at 57 pounds, maybe higher. <laughs> I know I get yelled at, but it's fine. Um, it's just anyways. a comfortably firm string, Hyper G. Yeah. You can just get a high and it's totally fine. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I actually don't love RPM. You guys all kind of mentioned the RPM. It gets a little too springy for me. That's just me. Yeah, well, that's why you keep it. We keep, uh, yeah, you need to keep it tight, I reckon, with blast. you yeah. got to go a little tighter. Yeah. Once it drops off. For me, once it gets below 53, it starts getting, it does get quite springy. Yeah, yeah. And that's what happens with me is a lot of times when we do string it, we're stringing it in play test rackets and we usually start at like 52. So I'm like, no, I'm good. Yeah, we strung our one at 54 and it was it was a fraction loose. Okay, okay. So let's get into the updated Pure Drive. Um, I know we've all had a chance to hit it significantly. Britt sadly couldn't join us tonight, this morning, whatever, in California, <laughs> 2 a.m. She We let her have a pass on this one. But I know both her and I have hit it a bunch here in California. I know you guys have hit as well a bunch. So let's start with the, the biggest question that I keep getting so far is what is the biggest difference with this update? to the previous one, to previous generations, and how can you compare it? Am I going first again? Yeah, let's just keep that same order. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, look, it was a pure drive. I mean, they, don't, they, they bring out a new one every three years, which I think is great. I like the fact that it's not, it's not every two years or one year like a few of the other brands. I like the three years, um, and then when they update it, they actually give you an update. Mm -hmm. But at its heart, it's still a pure drive. It's a powerful racket. Um, it's a powerful player's frame. I found it a little more comfortable than, than previous versions. There was a little less vibration through the frame. Um, and if, I, if, you, if you ever caught it at kind of the top of the frame, if you stretched wide, um, I found it a little more stable than some of the other, than some of the other models um, with, with that less vibration and a little more comfy. But it had the spin, it had the power, 
it was a pure drive. Um, but just, yeah, just a little bit more comfortable, particularly when it was wide, when I was pushed wide. Okay. Jay, what's your thoughts? Yeah, no, nah, pretty, pretty much Hayden's taking the words out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> my, like almost, um, yeah, pretty much that. Like, um, I thought that the previous version, um, was just a tad on the hollow side. Um, I didn't find that had a, like a great connection to the ball on that one. Um, but I, I think they sort of addressed that on this one and, um, yeah, it's just a little bit more muted, um, but a little bit more comfortable. And, um, like when we were rallying, like, yeah, I wasn't exactly just, yeah, just swinging at the ball and just hoping for the best. Like I actually sort of started to feel like where the balls were, were starting to land, um, so that, yeah, that was pretty much the main difference for me. I still thought that the the power was like really up there, same as all the other pure drives. So yeah, if, if that's what you love, then like this one's probably just going to be like ju- just as good. Nice. Sophie, what say you? You are not a pure drive player. <laughs> I wasn't. Somehow I didn't like it before. It just, I, I kept trying it and and something just kept me away from it. I don't know why. Maybe I changed. I'm not sure my game changed. But right now, this one just feels amazing. It's super comfortable, like the other said. So I did compare it to the older version right now. So I'm testing the two at the same time, kind of. Mm-hmm. And definitely feels much more comfortable on my arm. So I can I can for sure feel that. Power-wise, very similar. But uh, feels very good. Feels great. And Julie, what do you think? How did you compare it? I mean, nothing really to add. I have to agree with everyone. I think that it's a little bit more muted, I'd say slightly more dampened, which is something that I like. And that's why I had more comfort from it uh, than the previous version. I did have like problems with my um, with my wrist. I had like a small wrist injury with this uh, with the previous version with the pure drive. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I got away from the racket, I didn't have any issues anymore. So I was kind of like wondering if I will have this problem again with the pure drive, which with the new pro job, which actually didn't happen. So I was happy about it. And I think that it's because to me, it feels a little bit more stable. Like uh, the previous version, I have slightly more vibrations with it. And it kind of like went away with this racket, um, especially on my backhand. As soon as I was like uh, out of the sweet spot, even though the sweet spot is big, okay, but sometimes still happen to uh, hit way outside with the pure drive. And um, I felt those vibration pretty hard. And with this one, I just, not that the sweet spot was bigger, but I felt it was still more forgiving, probably because it was more stable. So that's something I really liked. Um, but yeah, it's a pure drive. However, yeah. wise, it, it was similar. And honestly, the first time I played with it, I was like, whoa, I missed it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how did I, how did I play a full year without it? And uh, yeah, it was, it was really fun yeah uh this is one of those rackets that I wish I got to play test it blacked out and not knowing what it was because kind of like you guys it's a pure drive that was my biggest you would know when you picked it up what it was but like sometimes you're like well and also we get presented by the vendors and they like tell you all these things and you you know you you don't want to believe the marketing sometimes you just want to see for yourself but for me, and I don't know, maybe it's just me, I thought the sweet spot was more defined in this update. And previously, the sweet spot felt like all 100 square inches for me. So this update kind of gave me a little more feedback on where I was hitting in the string bed and if I was hitting in the right spot. And that was my biggest takeaway on this update. 
I might be crazy, but that's just what I noticed. So what you thought it was smaller than previous versions? Yeah. And I, yeah, the, I not I, not everyone's agreeing with that. I already heard that. Yeah, but, I, yeah. I, 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 that's what I said. Like, I don't think that the sweet part was bigger or smaller, but I, I had a better connection on the entire string bed than the previous version. Yeah. So. Well, and they have made some technology updates to make it more stable. So that feedback also would apply. But yeah, that was just me. Well, I found backhand down the line, if ever I caught that at the top of the frame, for whatever mm-hmm. reason, if you hit that a little higher in the string bed, I did notice a little something up there. So I don't know whether that maybe, whether the sweet spot maybe isn't quite as high, but it was only on that shot. I didn't notice it on the forehand down the line, but backhand down the line, whether you're hitting, whether I'm hitting that higher on the frame or not, but I noticed it a lot of times. Yeah. That maybe there was, maybe there was something on that, on, on that and- shot. See, I'm not that's crazy. The, that, yeah, and that was the opposite for me, though, because that's what that that was the issue that I had with the previous model. So, like with the previous model, I felt like um, like something a little off on those backhands that you're talking about. And with, I mean, pro- we're not probably hitting at the same spot, I guess, with the string bed, <laughs> and that's probably what happened. But um, I felt the opposite for me. You know? Okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I mean, and like there's no right or wrong answer. I guess that's the thing also for our listeners to understand and all the people on the message board that debate things. Like it's okay to have a different uh, difference of opinions when you play test these rackets. Also, spec tolerance is something we have to talk about. We all have different rackets. We we don't know if they're all spec'd out the same, but, um, and, you know, different conditions, different courts. I'm assuming you guys are playing on clay right now in Europe and you guys are playing on grass maybe in Australia. No, we hit on hard. We're in we're in the middle of winter down here, Michelle. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it's not very nice, and it's rainy, and the oh, grass courts are closed, so we're stuck on the hard courts. You mean it's not always like seventy five degrees and perfect <laughs> in Australia? Not always perfectly sunny on the beautiful grass. <laughs> <laughs> That's like my dream. Is like whenever I think of Australia, it's like the perfect temperature, sunny, great coffee. <laughs> Um, okay, let's talk about how the racket performed at the net. Did you have anything of note to talk about when it came to volleying? Hayden, go for it. Hmm. Well, I try to avoid the net as much as possible. <laughs> um, but it, it's a maneuverable racket. So you can have, I feel like you can have quick hands with it. Um, I mean, it's not too heavy. It's well balanced. So you can, I mean, I have actually played a reasonable amount of doubles with it. And I found that you had quick hands up there. Um, so I found it nice and maneuverable. Um, I mean, I don't really come in and stick any volleys. So, you know, it didn't, I can't really comment on how it felt that way. But high volleys, if you're just coming in there to finish off the point and, you know, your goal is to hit one volley and then that's the end of the point. Aiden finishes off the point before he gets to the net. 99% of the time. <laughs> if I don't, I, I lose the point. If, I'm, if I hit two volleys, then it's not, the point's not looking good in my favour. <laughs> Um, so I'm certainly not sticking it, but it's maneuverable. You can move it around. You know, you've, you've, got, you've got quick hands up at the net. Um, you know, it's not if you're a pure play serving volleyer. I'm not sure it's exactly for you, but um, you can finish. You can finish the points up there with this racket, no problem. Yeah, Jay, how's your net game? <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm not not too much of the net either, to be honest. Um, I guess if anyone has seen me play on the on the global reviews or anything, just try to bomb the serves and put it away pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, no, I thought, I thought that it played, um, a little quicker than the previous version. I thought the other one sort of sometimes could be a little bit sluggish, but this one, I just felt quicker, 
um, like on ground strokes and volleys as well. So, yeah, like a little bit quicker to get to the ball, a little bit quicker to, to put the shots away. And I guess like, yeah, the, the stability and, um, and yeah, the, the better connection to the ball, yeah, like helped me put um, volleys away when I had to. Um, so, yeah, it, it was, was a bit more of a benefit for me um, compared to the previous one. Nice. Jovi, I think you have probably the most touch of all of us combined. <laughs> do I? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> and actually I do want to bring up the backhand slice. That was actually one of my favorite spots with this racket. And I, I've heard other playtesters say I'm crazy, so that's fine. But I'm curious how the touch game went for you. Oh, it was amazing. The backhand slice, I mean, when I first hit it, my jaw just dropped. It just felt so smooth, so yeah. nice. I mean, just so stable, you know, the racket is so forgiving and it's just super stable. And when it comes to net, same thing, it's just so stable and easy depth, you know, my wallies. I compare it mainly to my Pure Strike VS. So that's going to be a bit of difference there. So the mess behind this racket is just gives it so much easy to, you know, put it behind the service line. And I, I felt like I could really trust my shots there. And especially with the slice too, I really trusted it and it just felt amazing. So nice. super easy depth and something about the touch shots. I mean, I, I'm so excited to play more with this and just, you know, play around with drop shots and everything, but definitely amazing for those kind of shots. Nice. Julie, what do you think? Thinking, why do I have to go last? Oh, <laughs> we, can <laughs> we can change. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She's like, everyone said it all. <laughs> everybody says what I wanted to say. <laughs> I like pretty much like, yeah. So um, firm feedbacks at net. Like we said earlier, it's a pure drive. Um, the um, touch was nice as well. Like I don't have an amazing slice, but I did feel like bet like this connection to the ball better, whether that was at net or on my backhand slice. So that's something I really appreciated. And um, yeah, like you guys said, you summed it up honestly. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think. Can I add something? No, like Not based on bad. <laughs> no, 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 no. But based on what I said earlier, with that um, um, better connection with the entire string bed, so I definitely felt that at the net too, and with the quickness of the racket. I think honestly, what I liked best with this frame was just finishing the point at net. Okay. Uh, that's something that I was doing. See, when no I was one else said that. <laughs> no, Hayden kind of said that. I said I tried to avoid finishing. <laughs> <laughs> but you said that was good for players who like to finish at the net. So uh, I know that in college that was like kind of like my game finishing at the net, and that's what um, that's what I was trying to replicate with this frame too, and it worked out pretty well for me actually. Very quick and very firm feedbacks. Really liked it. Nice. Yeah. You guys, like Julie said, I've said it all, but, um, again, back to that backhand slice, I'm used to not liking rackets that don't have heavy swing weights slicing. So usually it has to have like at least a three thirty swing weight for me to think that it will slice. Well, this racket, it penetrated the ball. It stayed super low. It felt great. It was maneuverable. Um, really loved it on the backhand slice, as I've said like three times now, but, what I love about the pure well, Michelle, that is a big compliment for you because I reckon I've hit with you five times and never seen never you see me slice. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say, like these guys are like, when does she hit a back slice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which like hey, yeah. you better hit fun on the review now. You know you have to do one. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Pressure is on. Um, there's rumors that I don't have a backhand slice, but I'm here to negate them. <laughs> um, and 
anyways, one of the things that I love about the Pure Drive, and maybe because I've been using one and since 2001, it's helped me become what what do we call it? A first strike kind of player. And I, Hayden, I know you're similar. And Jay, it sounds like you like to play that way too. And um, I love this racket when serving, and that's usually where I like a lot of the Babolat frames. I know the Pure Arrow, I've gotten some really big serves out of, and the Pure Drive seems to continue in that fashion, really able to hit big serves. Julie, let's start with you. How did you like it on serve? Ah, thank you. Well, (laughs) on serves, it's just like um, that spin potential that the Purge I have. Uh, It's important for me on my second serve. I like to put like a lot of spin on it. So um, I had like pretty efficient second serves actually with it. So I loved it. Um, The power, of course, like it, the racket is so quick. So it allows me for like a lot of speed generation so that I have like a bunch of power. Um, but on serve, I do want a little bit more, maybe plow through. Better plow through for better power on my serves and better spin on my second serves. That's something that I would have liked. But then, you know, like I would like one different racket for different shots you know what I mean like I want to say I want to like a racket for my serves another one on at net and another one on on my slices you know so but um yeah just like a little bit more plethora on my serves would have helped me having like the perfect serves but you've yes. got some play tester okay. problems over there <laughs> right exactly I have like 10 rackets in my bag but uh honestly I reached my target like I wanted to but it's a very powerful racket so I had to be like a a bit more cautious of where I was hitting, um, just uh, uh, not be too risky, like not aim at the line like I usually do. Okay. So um, just uh, bigger targets, uh, but otherwise, yeah, it was good. Just I wish I had a little bit more plethora for my second serves. Got it. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. go reverse order, Jofi. <laughs> well, interestingly for me, the serve was where I had to adjust the most, I would say. Okay. Maybe just coming from, you know, the pure track. So um, I would say on my first serves, I have to really dial in with just a flat first serve because I tend to overhit right now, <laughs> which I'm working on. Uh, <laughs> but when I played around, <laughs> but when I played around more with slicing, that then it becomes much more comfortable and comfortable. And like Julie said, I have to yeah, take bigger targets right now just to, you know, dial everything in with the serve. But it might just be my own kind of adjustment to record. <laughs> so it might just be me. It's not the record. So. <laughs> Jay, what do you think with your big serve? Um, I'm, well, I'm probably the opposite, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I've, uh, I gelled with it quite well, actually, um, on serve. Um, I did find that um, just because it was, like, so powerful, I guess, um, and I guess, like, I, I have a pretty decent serve, um, like... Yeah, I was gonna say this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this for yeah. people. Big, big first serves. Um, I found I was yeah pretty comfortable with. Um, but because I guess like because it is so powerful, like um, especially on my second serve, like like I it, it forced me to just rip it and just to really kick it. Um, so like that gave me like like I was forced to do it. So like my technique, I guess, got a little bit better um, as I was going on and gelling with it. So just all my second serves just like were a bit quicker, a little bit more spin, and yeah, like I, I didn't double fault. So right. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what a treat! It was a treat actually. But, no, really good. 
Nice. Hayden, you've also got a big serve and a massive kick with your second. So how did the racket work out? Yeah, I liked it on the serve. I mean, I think probably my favorite feature of this racket, well, one of my favorite features is the sound it makes when you hit a good, big, flat serve. It kind of, it makes that cracking sound, you know, mm-hmm. like, I mean, when Jay was hitting first serves, you, you feel like you could hear it from a, from a mile away. <laughs> um, Roddick, when he hit the, when, when Roddick used to crack those massive serves with it, it looked like he'd break the ball and it would just make a different sound. So I love the sound it makes when you hit a big, flat first serve. Um, but as far as actual serving goes, I mean, there's heaps of power there. I found it kicks up really, really well. You can, you know, if, you, if you're trying to kick it wide on the ad side, I don't know of a racket that gets more spin for me and you can really get the person real wide on it. Um, so I love it to serve with. Nice. Yeah. Um, we'll move on to returns. And this is where I get in trouble. And I actually know I was talking about this racket the other day and I said, um, it allows me to play balls to the wall tennis. And it's kind of, for me, once I did have it in my hands for a bit, I thought that, well, this is my game anyway. So I love to be offensive and it's like, how do you hit the ball harder than you did the previous shot? So this racket totally did that. And this is where I have to hit big targets and rein it in a little bit. Um, but honestly, I felt, I don't know, like we've already said, it is a pure drive. So I'm, it's not going to be some magical, like different racket when you return. But it did feel like a tiny bit more controlled, maybe. I don't know. I felt very comfortable um, hitting returns and being able to go after the ball. Super maneuverable and easy to generate those angles as well. So I don't know what you guys thought, but Jofi, we'll start with you. I, oh, well, I have the same problem as you. My yeah. backhand return is fine because I don't try to hit it as hard. But as soon as I get a forehand return and it kind of sits up there in the slot, I try to hit it way too hard and I can't make it. So <laughs> you really, I really have to pull off my forehand return heaps with this racket and just try to, I mean, not push the ball in, but, you know, you got to kind of guide it in. Backhand, no problem because you don't, you're not, you're not as, yeah. you know, you're not trying to do as much with the ball. But on the forehand side, you do consciously have to try to okay if it sits up there don't just slap at it just make your return and and get it back in the court that is a good point (laughs) well and it really depends what kind of tennis you're playing if we're playing like some fun doubles friday doubles league sure i'm going to go big if i'm playing santa maria with julie which like we're like a year anniversary right now from that tournament then i'm going big targets maybe an angle but yeah it's it's a guilty pleasure i like to call it it's too fun to not go for those big forehands Life's too short to play wimpy tennis. (laughs) Who else? Anyone else have any standout features? Yeah, I I I also felt the same. Like I have I have a no chill game. Like (laughs) I would just like like anytime somebody hits a first serve, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna try and match this first serve pace with my forehand right here. Um, So, but I I also felt the same. Like backhand, backhand. Like personally, I can I can just block it back. Um, and I'm not so good on the forehand, especially at the moment. I can't really block a forehand that easily. Um, so yeah, like I found I had to start dialing it back in, just try to loop it, I guess, a little bit more or go a little bit lower over the net. Um, otherwise I was, yeah, like sanding it, it a little bit long. Um, but yeah, that, that was just me too. I'm glad I'm not alone here. (laughs) (laughs) Julie, what do you think? I mean, I think that the racket is so speedy that you have to generate so much arm speed anyway on returns, mm-hmm. or it will get a little bit 
pushy or like sometimes like with other rackets i i like to uh not push my my returns but really just try to get the point going you know just mm -hmm. like return in the middle and just play smart with the pure drive on my returns you get too tempted to try to win the point right away from that return whether the person is hitting the best first serve of their life or not you're just like hey i'm gonna counter punch this down the line and it's gonna go in <laughs> the pure drive gives you like so much confidence sometimes and then it's just like you you flies out in the in the fence and you're like wow really happy. But <laughs> that's you know what i mean so yeah i do um, <laughs> but um yeah so like whenever i was trying to slow down and Uh, just try to get the point going it quite didn't work out as much as I wanted to so just really had to stay aggressive on my returns whether it was like a to counter punch or block a, a first serve or to be super aggressive uh, right from the second serve of my opponent so um, then big targets again on returns for sure yeah although I didn't really do it but it's just <laughs> the advice that I'm giving <laughs> okay Sophie hit us with what you thought on the return well you know like we said I have a bonded backhand so that means a back bonded backhand return can be difficult and that's something a kind of a shot that I really have to be able to trust my racket to stand there and block it back you know with mm -hmm. the one-handed backhand and And uh, because the record is so forgiving and it doesn't really get pushed around, I was able to stand there and trust that shot. So that was a big plus for me. And even if I just went for a slice return, I knew it's going to stay low and I will have the control I need. So just, just to be able to have the trust in the record that it's going to stay stable and I will be able to just block it back. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, something that um, some other people have said, and I've noticed with some of our other playtesters that don't like pure drives previously are really enjoying this update. So I was curious if you guys um, could tell someone that loves the pure drive and someone that hates the pure drive why they should try this racket. Julie, yours, you go first. <laughs> Oops. Um, now, she, now she's like, nope. <laughs> can I? Can I go less? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no um, why? Because like Jay said earlier, actually it allows you to uh, focus on technique a little bit. You have to generate so much speed and the power comes from you. You know what I mean? And like if you want spin, you have to get super speedy with your arm speed and you just have a you have to be like super active all the time. Mm. That's, that's something that I didn't mention also. It's like with the pure drive, I had to be like super active all the time. If I, as, as soon as I get sluggish, as soon it doesn't work out, I don't get the, I don't hit the balls that I want to hit. It's so, um, it gets you, I don't know. It's just a really fun racket to play with. Very stoppable. Just, you can be aggressive at all times with this racket. And mm -hmm. that's why I love best with it. And you, I mean, you have to give it a try. And if you don't like a pure drive, just like grab it one time and hit as hard as you want, as hard as you can in the middle of the court for like an hour. Trust me, you will like it afterwards. It's just so fun. Just for a one-time thing, at least. Just a one-time thing. It's just super fun. If I you're mad that. after work or something <laughs> like that, just grab a pure drive. Grab a pure drive and hit in the middle of the court as hard as you can. You'd love it. If you need someone to hit with, let me know. <laughs> 
right? Please, yeah. I'll definitely hit with you. Sure. <laughs> who else? Who else has a testimonial? <laughs> uh, I'll go. Yeah, I'll go. Um, I think. I think. Yeah, like for somebody who hasn't played with it before, um, I mean, it's just such an easy like racket to use. Like it's so easy to transition into. Like you're gonna have fun playing with it, um, and. Like if you're on, you're having a day where you're just on and you're just feeling the ball, like the, the racket's just going to compliment you so well. You're just going to like just beat people off the court really. <laughs> like, like not a lot of other rackets like are even comparable in terms of, of the power that it can generate. So, yeah, if you're, if you're having a good day and you're seeing watermelons, then you're just going to you're gonna come out firing and you're going to have – you're going you're gonna to come off the court feeling like, yes, I am the best tennis player. Yes, <laughs> we yeah. all need that every now and then. Yeah, I need to true. see the watermelons. <laughs> 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 that makes me laugh. The watermelon's a word that Julie taught me <laughs> for another oh, reason. <laughs> my God, I remember. Yeah. Okay, Jofi, you were not ever swayed by the pure drive and now you love it. So tell the people that never liked this racket why they should try it. I'm really someone, I really wanted to like it. You know, like I remember like 12 years ago, I was testing it and I was really just, I love the color. I really wanted to pick between the pure drive and the pure arrow. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was really trying to like it, but I just couldn't. And I had to go for the period. At that time, I was really just looking for more spin. And that was my all my idea about tennis. Spin, spin, spin. <laughs> I only played in clay court that time. So, you know, I really pushed for that. But, and then I kind of just dropped it and I put it in the corner thinking it's not going to be my thing. But, you know, now something with this racket is just so different for me. It, it's really worth a try. Just, just really just try it like Julie said and just enjoy because it really brings back that fun that that just tennis is about it's it's really great for that and yeah yeah, definitely go for it (laughs) and Hayden now you're the opposite of Jofi you're a longtime pure drive lover why should people try this update right well I mean the same thing that everyone else has said it's just a fun (laughs) racket I was I was actually hit when I took it out on Saturday to have a hit and we, we were playing a game of doubles. There were four of us there. And there was a guy who was like 40 years old and he was using a, a, a 95 head size, 18 by 20 strung up with, with, with pretty tight poly. And he was like, you know, I've been, I've had some arm problems. I'm thinking about making a change. And he was a really good player. Um, and I said, well, here, have a hit. This is the new pure drive. And mm-hmm. the first five shots, he just, he was like, oh my goodness, this <laughs> is unbelievable. Um, so the first, you know, like if you're hitting up and down the court and you're just trying to rip the ball, it's an amazing racket and mm-hmm. everyone who hits it goes, oh yeah, this is amazing. I can see, but how on some shots, it's not for everybody. Like if you're just trying to make a return and you just want to slice it, the amount of times that that like push return has gone a foot long and you're like, oh, this racket just has too much power now, you know? So it's not for... I can see how the people that, that are not pure drive fans are kind of like, you know, there's certain shots where you're like, eh, I wish it kind of had a little bit more control. But for me, the fun that you get with it and the power you get outweigh that. But I can kind of get it how there's some people out there that are like, yeah, no, I still prefer the more traditional traditional type frame. Yeah, yeah. I agree with everything you guys, y'all said it perfectly. (laughs) Did uh, anyone have a specific string setup that you found to work best? I don't know how many different string setups you guys were able to try Um, here in California. We did try it with actually three or four different strings. Um, We always usually string our Babolats with RPM Blast to start. As I mentioned, it's not always my favorite and 
right off the bat at a lower at low fifties. Um, I said, hyper G 57, let's go. So we strung up one with hyper G and we strung up with vocal cyclone because that's another play tester favorite around the office. Um, and I think Britt and I both really liked both rackets, but we both settled in on the Slingo Hyper G at 57. So what about you guys? So we played a lot with the RPM power. And I think many of us preferred that over the other string setups. And Julie is saying, yes, I can see. So it was just working really well with this racket somehow. It was, like I said, I think 24 kilograms or something, so 52, 53 pounds, something like that. And it was just very comfortable at first we were. What do you think, Julie? You guys are yeah, watching like, RPM Power? Yeah, I was going to say, tell me I more like about it. RPM Power. I like it. I like it better than Blast. Uh, really? I Why? Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of uh, appeal with cool. Blast. And not, I'm not saying that... Um, I, I just do, do have... I found better comfort with Power. And I have more feedback, I feel, with it. She it's, likes the gold color. <laughs> the color is great. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> no, I just... No, honestly, like I played with RPM Blast for so long just because it was like the string to play with. And um, I went away from it. And when I tried to get back to it, I just couldn't. And um, I I tried RPM Blast like uh, here in February and I really liked it. Um, You mean power? I know that. Yeah. What did I say? It's a bit softer, right? It's a bit softer. And that's what I like. That's what I like. You, You string it a little... Um, I strung it like higher than usual, so at fifty four, fifty five, okay. and um, like the, you still have firm feedbacks, but it's more comfortable overall. And I just I I liked it better. I liked it better in the in the pure drive. I, I think it's more comfortable. Yeah. I'm trying that next time, next race strings. RPM yeah. power. I know. I think yeah, so. I, I think you. I I mean you. Sh- I think you should string it like a, maybe a little higher than blast, yeah. but. It, I think it feels really nice in the pure drive. I liked it a lot. The the strings are not really uh, they don't have like an amazing snapback. Like they just uh, get stuck out of place sometimes a little bit. But it it's not something that bothered me. It's not it's not huge, but it does happen a little bit. So watch out for that. But I don't mind it at all. I really liked it. Cool. Yeah. What do you guys yeah. use in Australia? Well, I mean, Hayden's sort of been hogging it um, for the last <laughs> couple of weeks. And so, I mean, yeah, we, we pretty much only had um, blasts in it so far, but I'm sure we'll, we'll string it up with a, a couple of other strings soon. Nice. Uh, but I definitely think that it that it suits, like uh, a stiffer poly, like definitely suits the racket. Um, like, so, yeah, I, I, I can definitely see why you think Hyper-G and Cyclone um, works in there great. Um, and, like, I was trying to think of a couple of other strings that would um, – be suited for as well and like like pro hurricane tour i thought might be one that would work well in there um and like revolution would would look good um considering <laughs> the blue and the blue um but yeah no that's that's what i think um any stiff polling low powered just complements it well agreed now hayden this might be just a question for you and i but what has been your favorite iteration of the pure drive what is the best ever Oh, I go back and forwards on this every now and again. So I actually, I had my racket bag in the car and I have, I had three models in there. Uh-huh. And so that must be my favorite three. <laughs> one of them was the new one. So let's discount that. So okay. that model, is, I don't know how old, how old do you reckon that is, Michelle? I have that. That's this one. 
right? Yeah. yeah. So this is like 2001. Of, yeah, it's pretty old. Yeah. <laughs> I love this version. I mean, the, I needed to change the bumper guard. It's like it's worn down to the, it's worn, the, the whole head of it is worn right down. So, Same. I mean, I've still got that in my bag. So I've, <laughs> I loved that one. Um, and then the other one that I had. Let's do it at the same you? time. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is freaky. This one was what my are the chances? <laughs> I mean, what are the this chances? is the one. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm meeting with at the moment. I love it. Oh, my gosh. I, you and have so my people. Different string. I struggled with polyplasma just to try something a little different because, I don't know, maybe we had no blast floating around. But, um, yeah. That's the go-to at the moment. The other ones are a little too old, but. So anyone listening out there that thinks we're absolute tennis nerds, we are. Um, I <laughs> have, <laughs> I have a three of this colorway or this up this model, whatever. But I have one that's the extended plus. Um, the extended is plus, but <laughs> I have one that I tried out a string experiment with and everyone in the office thought I was crazy, but we strung up one of these bad boys at eight. I think Julie was there. <laughs> 87. Oh, that sounds like long 87. <laughs> what? 87. Yeah. Everyone How did that out play? There, wow. Um, it actually plays fine. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, your shoulder. It's fine. My shoulder's already destroyed. <laughs> it was great. The The worst part of it was it has this really high-pitched ping. So it's like, ping. Oh. <laughs> I remember playing with you when you 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 like first I know, hit with it. It, And you were like, I actually like it. And I was like, what is wrong with it? What is wrong with you? <laughs> Hayden's looking at me like I'm crazy. Oh, uh, <laughs> That, I'm, I'm looking at you because that's a nervous restring that you're doing there at 87 pounds. Oh, no, I know. None of the – the floor would not do it. They're like, you're going to break the racket. It's, yeah. And I was like, you know what? I have a couple. Like, it's my racket. Just just string it. Don't ask questions. Yeah, no, no I don't, nothing's too tight for me. When I was at college, I was using – I was at 65 with, um, with Kevlar. Uh, and that was an absolute board. Oh so gosh. I don't think you can get it too tight, but – I would be I would be very nervous stringing it that you that you don't want to break the string or the racket. It was fine. It held up. It uh, it's been fine. Ironically, it holds tension really well because that's a whole nother podcast. But people are convinced the higher that you string, the quicker it loses tension. Not necessarily true. So yeah. How did you settle on eighty seven? What made you? Um, we were watching eighty five. Was just a little bit too loose. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think Dreddy, uh, Dustin Brown, I think yeah. was talking about how he strung his pure drive at 87. So I was like, let's go. <laughs> oh, and wow. we were talking so, about James yeah. Blake too. James Blake. And then also Millman, I think strings quite high. Yeah. That high, are they? Pretty high. Yeah, Millman's up there. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Anytime I hear someone else and it was like the same setup, it was a pure drive and poly. I was like, let's just try it. Why not? So. Challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah. Challenge accepted. I, I haven't restrung it. I am sad to say, but it's still. Next holding. restring Hayden. You know what you're doing. Yeah. 87. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what string it was. I don't, Julie, do you remember? I think they might've put like two or bite soft or something in there. I can't even remember. I'm trying to think. It was something, I don't know, but yeah. Yeah. Um, But this, yeah, I call this the Smurf one and it's like near and dear to my heart. I love that racket. 
gonna have yeah. to hit with it later today i think <laughs> <laughs> okay well we have talked all things peer drive i just wanted to ask you guys real quick before you are done with me is there any are there any play tests on your plate right now or any new products coming out that you're super excited about who should we start with julie julie you're up <laughs> um the tea fights that mm -hmm. we're play testing right now um really fun frames to play with you truly understand why medvedev is playing with this frame once you have it in your hand and you're playing with it and um uh, then what else uh we're testing the sprint uh sf uh with head uh on clay with zofi nice and um, i have to say this i don't know about the australian market and but I know it's already live in Europe, but we don't get it until next spring. So you guys are way ahead of us. Which the oh, wow, really? No, no, the Sprint SF, the Super Fabric Sprint shoe from Head. Technofiber we get next week, I think. Yeah, we've we've had that for a while. <laughs> yeah, we've we've had that for. They yeah, updated it. No, no, no. They updated it though. There's oh, the an new update. Version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three yeah, we, yes, next 3. year 0. for us. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah, it's a really good clay shoe. Really great clay shoe. Really like it. Um, we'll do gonna do a little video on that uh, next week actually. Nice. And um, yeah, then we're testing the pair drives, and we just received a new cross out. Nice. Yeah, that's the same for us as well. I think. Yeah, we're still on the pure drive. Um, got the pro stuff just recently. We haven't hit with it just yet, um, but I think that's a this weekend job. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but we don't really have that much that much shoes coming in at the moment. Um, I don't think Hayden. Do we? I don't know about the footwear, but Ezone Tour. Yeah. I haven't hit that. I still haven't hit that one yet. Oh, so you're I gonna like to, it. I think. I don't know how long we've had them for, but I'm keen to get out and have a have a go with the heavier with the heavier Ezone. Mm. We all really liked it. It's it plays nice. It's super plush, and yeah, it feels great. Yeah. I mean, the the Ezone is a star favorite down here. I think two. Two of the two two playtesters use it down here. Wow. Um, Roger. Yeah, yeah. Both Natasha and I are on the on the on the ninety eight. It's the standard one. Nice. Um, and then um, another another playtester here um, hit with the ninety eight and thought it was um, really great. And then he took the tour out and he was like, "Oh, I can't hit with the the standard <laughs> one anymore. Like the tour is just <laughs> just so much better." I was like, "Really?" And so I'm gonna take that one out too. See, give it a bash. See how it goes. Yeah, I think you'll like it. The same around here is. Uh, anyone that hit the tour likes that one the best out of all these zones. Plays really well. Jofi, yeah. what are you excited about? Julie pretty much covered it all up because <laughs> I'm on the same video as with her. So next week we have the Sprint Assess and then the Pure Drive. So, you know, those are the two main ones pretty nice. much right now. But yeah, pretty much it. Cool. Hayden, anything else you're excited about? No, that, that is on tour. That's kind of... That's kind of it. Um, I don't know. We were talking a little bit about the new Nike collection that's just dropped if we want to get mm -hmm. into the apparel. I love it. Love I'm it. I'm kind of looking forward to rocking yeah. some of that on the court. <laughs> yeah. The players look great in it. It's such a cool throwback to the whole Agassi. I think it's been 30 years, which that blows my mind. But yeah, it's selling great. I don't know about for your, your guys' markets, yeah. but yeah. Oh, yeah it's working yeah. really well. That's it's so cool. I and it's such going a clean point. Yeah, it is going. And quick. I told you guys I was rocking this uh, oversized men's shirt from this collection yesterday. Yeah, I reckon you can almost wear it off court. You can if you wore you that can. with a pair of jeans. You can. 
totally that. I'm, yeah. I'm more of a person that would rock this off court actually than like, just like oh watch I'm a tennis player and I also have a vintage style <laughs> that's yeah. really cool I really like it <laughs> no yeah, I'm excited about that collection and the GP turbos are um, exactly <laughs> I was about I was just about to say that the GP turbos colorway that are coming up mwah, beautiful <laughs> yeah um that's yeah definitely exciting we've got a lot of more fun stuff coming in for the rest of the year which is cool um I don't know exactly when this episode is going to air. It might be after the U.S. Open. And then we have the French Open. But do you guys want to just make any blind picks for who's going to win the U.S. Open? I'm so bad at this. Oh, trust me. Me too. (laughs) Now she wants to go last. (laughs) Okay. Well, I reckon it suits someone who doesn't need that many warm-up matches. So I was disappointed that Kyrgios actually didn't go because he doesn't need to play himself into a tournament. He's kind of... He's ready straight off the. He's ready straight off the bat. So I thought that if he was there, he would have had a good chance. Um, I mean, Murray beat Zverev. How did? How does Murray come back and beat Zverev seven five <laughs> or whatever the score was? Um, but there's oh. no way that he can win seven matches in a row. So did he beat uh, Milos? He played Milos. Um, he he didn't he didn't beat Milos. Oh. Uh. Two and two. <laughs> he went oh, down. Oh, yikes. See, that's no. the problem with Murray. It's that you cannot... The hips. The hips don't lie. Yeah, he can't. There's no the way he can. don't lie. <laughs> the hips there's don't lie. There's oh, no way God. he's making it two weeks. That three weeks with Cincinnati. Um, I'm sorry. I think no crowd is almost going to be in Djokovic's favour. Probably. I reckon maybe he wouldn't have... <laughs> he, you know, he might not have been quite so popular with the New York crowd after everything that's happened in the last couple of months. So potentially having no one there may actually... It could potentially help him, I reckon. So, look, it's you don't want to pick the number one player in the world to win a slam, but it's... I mean, who's going to beat him? Medvedev? I don't know. Medvedev or maybe? They're both they're both striking him well, Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. Maybe my pick's Djokovic. Unfortunately, you got to go there. You got to go there. It's hard not to. Ugh. (laughs) Yeah, you go Nadal. Uh, Is Nadal playing the the French? Nadal is probably playing the French. I'm guessing that's why he's not playing the U.S. Open. Yeah. So Nadal had the chance to take over Roger's record if he played the U.S. and the French, but that's fine. Well, 100 he's playing the French because he's posting footage of him hitting on clay. So watch out. Yeah. Yeah. He skipped the hardcore, the two hardcore Number seasons. 12 on the belt. So I'm pretty sure he'll be playing the French. Um, any ladies picks? I don't know if you guys have been watching Cincy, but Kenin, oof, that was a rough match. She went out the other night to Cornet, the Frenchie. <laughs> And uh, she could not find, speaking of pure drives, she could not find the middle of the court for a solid set and a half. Oh, no. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> um, she brought it all the way back, pushed to a second set tie break, and she had she was up 5-2, missed a short forehand by like three inches, and then just didn't, yeah, she didn't have well, she it. She was up 5-2 in the third and lost. Uh, in the breaker. In the breaker, okay. Mm. But, well, Osaka seems to be in form. She she chopped someone up. Yeah. <laughs> <Make quarters. laughs> uh, yeah, she won. She won three and one in Cincinnati um, yesterday. So yeah, yeah she's she feeling. Killed, it. Yeah, she killed someone. So she looks like she's in good form. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Sakari. I don't know if you guys have sort of been looking at her, but she she played against uh, 
Williams, um, Serena today. She and, beat her, yeah, right? Got up. Yeah. yeah, got a got a six one in the third. So she's uh she's I don't know if you guys have watched it, but she's absolutely crushing the ball. Like, oh, she, she is. Yeah. yeah. I started following her like last year mostly and I'm like, yeah, she's going to be big time. I'm super excited about that. I think she's great. So, yeah. She's awesome. She's Greek, right? Yep. Greek. Yeah. yeah. And she's like small, but mighty, like those shoulders. <laughs> those are like what she's a, she's shoulder a goals. Yeah. <laughs> <Or> big time. <laughs> goals. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, any predictions on what's going to happen with the French? Do you think a lot of the people that played the U.S. Open will be heading over to France to play it? Do you think people are going to be ready for clay court tennis? <laughs> Aside from Rafa, Rafa's obviously ready. Julie, come on. Yeah, Julie, let's go Frenchie. <laughs> yeah, I'm on, being, defend I'm your being silent because I'm just like, ugh. Just like I thinking. don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking like for the for the best players, like, uh, you know, Djokovic and, and all, like I feel like they'd have to pick either or. They kind of like going to have to sacrifice one or the other, whether they play both both the tournaments or not. That's That's how I'm thinking. But then, you know. It will be interesting to see um, the bubble life seems to be working just fine in New York and all the players seem to be having a really good time. There's some fun little like things set up for them, little golf, little like arcades. I know the basketball hoop has been getting some action. So I'm curious how they're going to handle it in Paris at Roland Garros. But Well, I reckon it's going from hard to clay. I think it's easier than going from clay to hard. Yeah. I always mm. You take a you take a step further back and you kind of find a rhythm pretty quickly. So I don't think they'll be disadvantaged that much by having played the by having played the the, the open. And they'll have matches under their belt. They'll be you know they'll be more match hardened and kind of ready to go. So you wouldn't want to go out. I mean, if you haven't played the hard court swing and then you go out first round of the lead up to the French, you're going in there without too many matches and you haven't played since since March or the Aussie Open. So. Yeah. I, I think they, the 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 people that have played the US Open will have more of a, almost more of a benefit because um, they've experienced it. They know what they're in for, um, and they got to adjust to the court. Yes, but again, they can you know take a step back and they'll be right. They're professionals. They can do it. <laughs> yeah. What else are they going to do? Because <laughs> <laughs> in my head, like in, I mean, in my head, like clay and hard is so different. Like it changes the game to me. You know, that's why I'm like, yeah, take a step back and be more patient and build build the point and all that. But you still have those automatism that are coming back. I mean, I'm talking from experience. I'm not a pro player, of course. <laughs> but I feel like mentally speaking, that will be like a, a tough transition uh, if you're lacking uh, training uh, for clay. Well, it's- here's a question because Gem's Life decided not to go to the uh, US Open. What's gonna, Are they going to play the French? I guess. I mean, what are you gonna do, Monty? You better. Wait, who He's more. Um, <laughs> Mon- Gems life. Gems life. Oh, Monty. Oh, <laughs> Spinalina and Monty's. Ah, <laughs> uh, sorry. Okay. They're wor- of the year. They're working on their TikToks instead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got. That's my only contribution. <laughs> Yeah, I thought, I thought if someone's going to win the French, it would, I thought it'd be like a veteran player because they've got, I guess, so much experience already in like doing the transition from from hard to clay. Mm. Like the young guys, I guess, like Shapovalov and 
um, and all them. Like they they don't have too much, too many years under their belt, you know, going from hard to clay. So you know, like Djokovic has has done it so many times that yeah. I thought that it'd be easier for him to to be able to do it. So yeah, a veteran. I think I think they might have it. <laughs> Yikes. If you can call 33 better. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Any other thoughts? <laughs> I had a question that completely is gone now because I don't know. <laughs> That's the way my brain works. Um, <laughs> oh, I was going to ask Hayden if he's been practicing his Jenga skills. My what? Jenga. Wait, you mean the like the the block building? <laughs> the last time I saw you, we were in a Jenga battle. Remember BMP? Oh, <laughs> oh, that was such a weird time. Yeah, <laughs> I do remember that. That was right at the start of COVID. I just, that is right. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Well, that's great that you asked that you asked that question because we did play that a lot during lockdown. No way. <laughs> yeah, we played that with, that with the kids. The kids like it. It's fire, but yeah. Yeah, that, no, that is a good fun down. Yeah, that was that was a weird time. Yeah, I arrived in I arrived in California and drove down from Australia to, to LA, drove to Indian Wells, had a nap, woke up, and got the phone call that the tournament was cancelled. That was crazy. Yeah. That's, so yeah. you guys all came over and multiple <laughs> bottles of red wine later and twenty games of Jenga and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Did you what? play the drinking version of Jenga? Oh, you like, could call so you, it a drinking version. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just played like the most competitive game of Jenga over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> and then Hayden went back to Australia like the next day. Yeah. Yeah, I had tickets to we had tickets to the Lakers and NBA tickets. And yeah, once 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 they cancelled the NBA season, I was like, all right, I'm out of here. Bye. <laughs> yeah. I remember Drew's like, no, I sent him home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was that was fun. Memories. It's it feels that like it's been forever. Time. Yeah, for sure. Weird. Things have thankfully are getting slowly back to normal, but Thank you guys so much for joining me on this episode. I love this. I was going to say this might be the only one that we do like this, but I am having a great time. So maybe we'll have to do like a monthly little 2 a.m. check-in with the playtesters around the world. Why did you choose 2 a.m.? What time is it in Europe? It's It's 12 right now. I don't know. William told me to choose 2 a.m. What time is it for you? It's 6 o'clock in the afternoon. We could have gone. We We could do the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so many times that, like, I feel like everyone, I don't know. It's a better story. Yeah. <laughs> I was up at 2 a.m. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, well, then maybe we'll coordinate the next one a little bit better and we can, like, have a theme. I don't know. Mimosas and coffee or something i don't know anyways i'm rambling i'm down (laughs) okay cool we've got some more big launches and stuff and i think um it's super fun to check in with you guys and i love seeing your beautiful faces so thank you for joining me let me if anyone has any last words speak now or forever hold your peace come on julie (laughs) what does that mean come on julie come on julie Thank you for having us, Michelle. <laughs> One day I want to do me. like a global like challenge between all of us. So I'll be thinking about what I can challenge you guys to. Sounds good. I'm scared. Global Jenga, Michelle. Global Jenga, yes. <laughs> I love it. Anything else? Anyone else? 
I think, I think you need to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, <it's... laughs> yeah, the, the sad thing is, is I don't think I'm going back to sleep, but we'll see. <laughs> okay. Oh, you, you got a rough morning ahead. I know. We'll see. I don't know. I've done great. I'll be running on adrenaline and just talking about how much fun I had chatting with you guys. So. <laughs> Well, thank you guys for joining me and thanks to all of our listeners out there. And if you have any questions, feel free to always reach out and contact us. You can reach me at podcast at tennis-warehouse.com. And for all of your beautiful tennis gear, check us out. And oh, that was the one question I did want to ask before we end. Australia, I wanted you to tell our listeners, sometimes you don't get the same gear that we get and tell them how it's the vendors and it's not your choice. And you have a little more of a limit when you are choosing what you can bring in, especially like Nike. Jay, that might be more of your question, like a footwear question. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we don't get the, the huge amount of offerings that, that um, you guys get, I guess. Um, the, the vendors are sort of um, capped about of how many um, different products that they can bring in. Um, and then I guess it's, yeah, um, it just comes down to us hopefully being able to get what we want, but not everything um, is accessible to us. So like I, w- I would honestly love to be able to get all the, all the different colors, all the different models of shoes or the, um, or the, I guess all the apparel as well. Like, like we always try to get it, but it's just not always um, possible for us. So sometimes we can only, we can only pick and choose. Um, and we try to pick the, the, what we think is going to be the most popular or, or the, or the thing that's going to be the best for, for the audience and for the customers. Um, so we, we are trying our best, but yeah, it's, it's not always amazingly possible. Um, so yeah, if you are sort of in that category, um, we're trying to look out for you. I promise. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, awesome. Good answer. I know we have listeners all around the world and it's tough sometimes, but we appreciate everyone shopping with us from Australia to Europe, everyone in the United States and everyone in between. So we'll end it there. Thank you guys for joining us and happy hitting. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you download your episodes. And be sure to visit our websites for all of the tennis deals at tenniswarehouse.com, tenniswarehouseeurope.com, and tennisonly.com.au. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, happy hitting. Happy hitting.